Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. When the red, red Robbie comes bum, bum, bumming along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. We've done all our wheeling and dealing, and Boya's new charges helped us secure a narrow win over Wigan. Not a bad start. Welcome to Charlton Live. So hello and welcome to Cholton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is uh, Louis Mendez and uh, we'll be looking back at the narrow 1-0 victory uh, over Wigan Athletic at the Valley yesterday. Jake Forster, Kaski's free kick, giving us all three points. Uh, joining me on the pod to do that. First up, we've got uh, Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Yeah, not bad, mate. Living the dream, you? Yeah, good. Have you had a, have you had a good good couple of days? Enjoy the, the victory yesterday? Yeah, I think... Um... Get some good positive, um, you know, positive signs. I think we'll go into it more, but I think considering um, a couple of them only joined the day before and you know a couple earlier in the week, I thought um, there's obviously signs that they still got to get to know each other and bed in, so to speak. But yeah, I think it was really, really good positive elements of play of yesterday. Yeah, excellent stuff. And also joining us on the pod, a purveyor of fine squirty white stuff, is Mr. Terry Smith. How you doing, Tell? I'm tickety boo, actually. Yes, squirty white <laughs> stuff and all. Yeah, go on. I mean, we'll come on to it later. 
but you will have to explain your, your some some of your wording around some of the commentary yesterday. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, later on. So on tonight's show, then, as I said, we'll look back at the game with Wigan. We'll hear the highlights uh, from uh, the game, including a famous phrase now from uh, Terry Smith. Uh, we'll hear the addicts boss Lee Bowyer's reaction to the game, and also uh, from Ryan Innes, a new signing, got his addicts debut yesterday. Uh, defender looked quite good as well. So we'll hear from him uh, while we're uh, doing that. Of course, we want to have some. Uh, back and forth with some of our listeners. So we're going to read out some tweets and emails. Uh, I did ask you guys what you made of yesterday's victory and also what you think of our wheeling and dealing in the transfer window. So we'll have all those discussions later on if we get a chance. We'll look ahead to Tuesday's game uh, with Blackpool as well. So, uh, Terry, before we go into the highlights, uh, 1-0 win against uh, Wigan yesterday. Uh, the goal itself was a bit, bit of a weird one, but overall, pleased with the display, pleased with the three points. Absolutely yes. I mean it, you know, it wasn't pretty. I think we'll uh, we'll probably, uh, well, hopefully at least come across better games in the season where uh, where we uh, we play better football and uh, and perhaps win more convincingly. But you can't argue with uh, you know the effort and the resolve and the fact that um, I mean I know the the stats say only four new players, but you've got to consider the the other players as well. I mean I think in total there's got to be seven or eight out there on the pitch that uh, that have only known each other a few weeks. So um, the fact that we can grind out, and I think that's what it was, uh, a 1-0 win then against a side that you'd probably expect to be there or thereabouts as well. I know they've got their own problems, of course. But um, yeah, that, that, that was a tough game that we did well to see out. Yeah, it certainly was. And Nath, um, considering... Like Terry said, there is a lot. Of, I mean, I, I thought I thought we looked a better team off the straight off the bat yesterday. You know, we didn't yeah. we didn't score more goal more, more than just the one goal when perhaps we should have. But I thought we looked a different a different side with a few of these of these new bodies in, and you know, that's before they've even had a chance to gel. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I said it on Twitter. I think the signings that we've got have definitely improved us, and they give us a, a different dynamic. I mean, if you look at the way we played yesterday, and as Tell said, it wasn't a free flowing. You know, it wasn't a pretty game to watch. But you can see that we were trying different things, and um, and yeah, I mean, it was it weren't the greatest. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I think I think it's a good start, and I think like Bose said we just got to be patient. I know there's people asking where that Ian Matson was, and but I just think it's a, it's an early start, and um, I think we can, you know, we start as we mean to go on, and I just think we can only get get better. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights then. Unfortunately, the first half uh, wasn't recorded; uh, it cut out yesterday, so we've only got the highlights of the second half over on Valley Pass. Your commentators were, of course, uh, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Have a free kick. Halfway inside the Wigan half. I think um, probably just. Famo's just giving him his, uh, his, his, his squirty white stuff back because <laughs> it obviously fell out when he fell over. And I'm assuming it's the uh, it's the stuff he uses to mark lines with. <laughs> John with the free kick in a decent position here. Famo and Innes up from the back. Well, it's a rarity because we're going to have actually lined up without the need of the referee to, to pace it. And it's about 20 yards. <laughs> it's, it's more than 10 for sure. Charlton to take. Force Kasky hits it. Oh, it's in. It's in. Oh, oh, it, oh, it looked for all the world that Jones was going to get there, but the strike from Force Kasky was good enough. And it hits the post and goes in. But Force Kasky, who 
hit the bar in the first half. This time went for goal, slightly further out. It looked for all the world. Jones was going to get across and just palm it away. Couldn't do so. Uh, Jake Forskowski opens the scoring for Charlton. Well, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, you know, Jake had tried uh, a couple of free kicks in the first half, quite high, one at the bar, one sailed over. This time he went for a bit more, uh, bit more of a low one pacing into the left-hand corner. And the way the way Jones went across, you just thought he had it covered. He, he, he almost seemed to go in slow motion then. So we were just naturally assuming this ball's going wide. And it's coming off the post and into the back of the net. And, well, that's, I wouldn't say it's a gift from Charlton, you know, a gift we weren't expecting, but you'd, you'd back the goalkeeper to, to cover those it's all day long. Right. I don't think he hit it. I don't think, I mean, he hit it well for Skaski, but... <sighs> referee. He didn't hit... I mean, it wasn't a, a, an outrageous, powerful strike. No. The goalkeeper couldn't Great get it. Great placement. It was, it, yeah, exactly that. Just really good placement. But Wigan find themselves a goal behind. Back to tilt. Evans takes over again. Looks to the switch across on this near side to Massey. Has he got it right? He's just kept it in Massey. But, oh, Doughty slips over at a crucial point. Massey's in the area. Sends Garner on the way. Chip back across. Amos with a touch. It runs to Naismith. Naismith back to Evans. Off the crossbar. And headed wide by Keenan. Wigan are incensed. They think they should have a penalty. I agree. Evans gets fouled by Watson as he goes to strike the ball. Watson just trips the back of his heel as he hits it that's why the connection was a good just as he hits it I've that's why I didn't see it but the Wigan players are absolutely yeah. incensed again that's I think Charlton get away so Wigan will have a chance to send this forward with 10 seconds of added time remaining be strong here Charlton Wigan send everybody forward Charlton with everybody bar Bogle back ball towards Innes, gets something on it, he'll drop to Solomon Otterbo on the edge of the penalty area, Gunter in front of him, Washington getting it back there as well, so shot comes in and Ooh, saved well, by saves. Amos, down to his right hand side and that's the end of the game Charlton survived the late scare which is not something we've been saying in previous, well certainly the back end of last season, those are the sort of games that would have uh, would have lost or uh, would have succumbed to an equaliser in the last second not on this occasion, Charlton see it out there we go then, the highlights from Valley pass was that 1-0 victory over Wigan Athletic yesterday our first home win uh, of the season first in six home league games and uh, a welcome boost really I think with all these new players that have come in um, it's nice for a lot of them to to get off and running with a win we saw four debutants uh, yesterday from from the off Uh, then Omar Bogle came off the bench as well so a lot of uh, new new blood uh, on the pitch yesterday tell but I think yeah like like I said tonight just for the highlights I think we look. We actually looked better than we had done in in the last few in the last few games. You know, even that nil nil with Sunderland, which was on paper quite a good result. I didn't think we played very well. But yesterday, even if we had drawn, I would have definitely been more pleased with the result itself. So to to go in and take the three points, I was pretty happy at full time yesterday. Yeah, agreed. So was I. I think um, a couple of the reasons for me for that. I mean, other other than the fact, obviously. Um, We've got uh, you know, better players in the squad now. Uh, the back four, even with uh, Doughty on the on the one side, I still think um, Matson will probably come in there sooner or later. Uh, but even with that back four, we look more certainly in the central area. We look more solid. Uh, I think midfield once Prattley's obviously moved forward to that and uh, and Watson, that looked more uh, more combative and and didn't allow Wigan the amount of space and time that perhaps we've allowed other teams uh, so far in the season. Um, and uh, and actually, I think going forward, I thought uh, Chuck Sonico was outstanding yesterday. I mean, all right, um, 
some people will say, well, he didn't finish off the chances he uh, some some of them he created by himself. But you know, he didn't score any goals. But I thought um, at times he was he was unplayable. They just couldn't get near him. And he uh, a couple of times I thought uh, Lionel Messi was out there in in the shirt rather than uh, rather than Chucks because uh, there were you know a couple of turns and little uh, little ball the tight ball control that took him past uh, you know centre half. So I thought he was outstanding yesterday, and and that was the main reason I thought that we looked more. Th- threatening is because his hold-up play um, and uh, his threat generally, they couldn't handle. Yeah, Lee Bowyer said as much, didn't they, after uh, after full-time. I thought Chucks really was one of those one of those bright lights for us. I mean, before we go in a bit more, I guess, Nave, to the, to the new signings, because I thought Paul Smith in particular impressed as well up top yesterday. Um, the, the goal itself, Jake Forstakaski, first goal for, well, two, two and a half years or so, maybe even more. Um, from, from the free kick, he, he, he'd had a couple of... Uh, range testers early on I didn't hit the bar uh, in the first half I had another one that went out went well over the bar in the first half then I'd, I'd argue it's his worst one that's actually snuck in because uh, uh, the, the free kick left footed it seemed to just go over the wall but from where we were sitting in in the west stand it, it looked for all the world like it was going wide I think based purely on the reaction from the goalkeeper he seemed to sort of be pulling up and and letting it go so I was as surprised as anyone to, to see it sneak in there off the uh, off the near post. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he also, he also had that chance in the first half. We tried the little, uh, the little back flick thing from Paul Smith as well. So I thought he'd done, he thought he'd done it right yesterday, um, Jake. And I think the, um, I think when when he first came in, uh, when both first came in, he was like a, his, his sort of favourite. I think was going around the dressing room, Jake, and he obviously asked him to get forward and score more goals. And he put himself about a bit yesterday. I think there was a couple of points in the first half. He was a bit sloppy, um, but I think the team as a whole got sloppy at some point in the first half. And but yeah, I thought he had a really good game. And yeah, that, that, that free kick—I I agree with you. I mean, when you look at the replays back, um, the, the the goalie's dived and he's not really stretched. So I think he's thinking it's gone. And even by the reaction when he's gone in, he's gone like you cheeky little minx. You know what I mean? It snuck in. And but yeah, I mean uh, the, the, obviously the free kick in the first half. So he, he was getting he getting his range and. Luckily for us, he got it on on the third time. Lucky, maybe. Yeah, it certainly was. And yeah, I'm still still baffled by the goalkeeper. And I don't think you cheeky little minx is exactly what you're saying after that one went in. But I imagine he wasn't happy with himself. Um, the way the game sort of flowed, tell obviously. I think I think we started on top. Um, then maybe sort of around the the twenty minute mark, Wigan had those couple of chances. Gona Garner slash one wide when he brought one down. Amos made a good save from a header uh, from a corner. Then again towards the end of that first half, again I think we ended in the ascendancy when when Chucks almost worked that bit of magic where he where he brought the the ball down on he, on his chest. Um, I'm, I'm trying to work out basically over the course of the game is uh, a one nil victory for us like a fair result. I don't know what you made of that, Till. Yeah, I thought we were worthy of it. I think uh, I think you're right. I think the first quarter of an hour, twenty minutes, it was us, and uh, without um, uh, without you know, they didn't really trouble us at all in that period. But then we we sort of surrendered uh, possession and territory uh, for the second portion of that um, first half uh, until about ten minutes to go, and, and then we sort of picked it up again. But uh, and that allowed them to get into it. I also thought that um, you know they had, a, they had the guy up front, Garner, who's, who's obviously the, um, their key player and scores their goals. It was a nasty piece of work, actually. I said it on comms. You know, he kept leaving his foot in, and he kept getting away with it as well. And I don't know. I haven't seen it back, so I don't know whether the the headbutt on Alfie was deliberate, or you know, he he deliberately went in thinking he was going to cause some harm. Uh, but um, and I think we sort of surrendered to, to to the little bit of niggly stuff a 
bit in that middle period of the, of the second half, or the first half rather. Uh, and so we lost a bit of control. But once once we um, got that back, which was the sort of last 10 minutes or so of the first half, and then I thought the second half, it was pretty much all us. Yes, of course they're going to have chances because, um, you know, you can't go through a whole 90 minutes and, and not uh, not concede chances. That's that's a fact. Um, and especially when uh, after after we went 1-0 up, they were, they were obviously going to not throw the kitchen sink necessarily because I don't think they did. But they certainly um, they got more dangerous than and that uh, Solomon Otterbohr, I think, who was probably their most dangerous player. Uh, came into the game a bit more, but um, and I know they they put the ball in the back of the net, but it was already uh, it was there was clear foul in in the build up. So that was just amazed the referee took so long to give it. Uh, so no, I thought I you know generally I, I know um, I think most people look at the stats and say it was a fairly even game because uh, there wasn't much in it possession wise. I don't think there was any difference in shots on target. So most people say well you know a draw would have been a fair result. I'm not sure about that. I thought uh, I thought we were worthy of that. And there was one particularly contentious moment, Naif, uh, in in the second half, only about five or six minutes from the end of the game, actually, when Wigan hit the crossbar. It bounced down off the line, Charlton cleared their lines. But looking back on it, uh, the Wigan players were convinced there should have been a penalty. The guy who hit the crossbar, they're saying he got clipped by Ben Watson. Now, I've watched that replay five or six times, and I, I can't see anything conclusive there. Now, I understand that John Sheridan was afterwards saying it was very much a penalty, but obviously he is going to say that. Your view on that? Do you think we got away with one there, or do you think that's just just one of those things? I mean, we've had him gone against us enough times. Did you did you see anything in that challenge? Because like I say, I've watched that I've watched that replay ten times, and I can't I can't see a penalty there personally. Yeah, I mean, I've watched it loads, and I can't make up my mind. I mean, when I watched it for, live, I thought it was a penalty just simply for the fact that. You know, the chap's got acres of space. He's got a free shot of goal. And I just don't know. Re- I mean, it's so central. Would he really... I mean, I know everyone can <laughs> miss the goal, obviously, now and again. But it, it was like, when the shot went off, I was like, how has he like sort of scuffed it from there? Do you know what I mean? And then, then obviously, with the bet, and then I thought, maybe he has just slightly clipped his heels. But... At the same time, I've watched it over and over again, and the referee is about five yards away from it. So, if he heard anything, he would have seen it, and maybe it was just he hasn't caught it right, and he's just gone down, or Ben's caught him after he's shot, maybe. But uh, I'm not sure. I, I couldn't really, after I've seen it so many times, I couldn't couldn't really make make sense if it was a penalty or not. But on first glance, live, I thought it was. But if we got away with it, then like you say, we've had. You look at the Lincoln one. Well, there's, there's no, no comparison really, but sometimes you get them and some you don't. But I, thought, I agree with Tell. I think we deserved the win. But I think the, their biggest chance for me was that Ghana one. How he sliced that, I don't know. But um, I thought, I mean, on the, I think on the chances created, more or less, not clear cut ones, but you know, I thought, I thought we definitely deserved the, um, def- definitely deserved the three points. Yeah, certainly did. Uh, we had to hold on a little bit at the end there, but we did uh, see it out. Tell I thought I thought maybe we should talk about some of those new signings. And, and first of all, let, let's talk about Ryan Innes. And we're going to hear from him uh, later on in the pod. Uh, you know, because it was a bit of a rear guard display at times. He was certainly one of the ones who was uh, in the uh, in in the wars uh, when we spoke to him after the game. He, he clearly had a big uh, sort of stitches or cut on his uh, on his nose. Uh, Alfie Doughty also uh, had a big bandage on his head. But Ryan Innes made the move from Palace. He, his career has been a really interesting one, actually. Um, he, had, he had 10 loan spells away from Sellers Park. Uh, as I said on, on, on Thursdays, he couldn't get away. Couldn't uh, wait to get away from that hellhole. But, um, you know, coming in now, he, he wants to find somewhere that he can call home. And, and just look, obviously, based on, on one performance so far, it does look like he's got the attributes to actually be quite a, a useful centre-half for us. 
Yeah, and don't you think it's um, I know, going back a few years? It's uh, a Kirbishly esque signing. It's it's uh, and maybe a Chris Powell and and now Lee Bowyer, where you know you buy you, you you bring somebody in who's got something to prove. I mean, and he's he's gone to Palace. He he was um, very highly thought of when he was a young lad. I think he played for England under 16s, 17s, and 18s. He, you know, so he was clearly a talent. And I think, um, uh, you know, we've uh, we've unearthed somebody who's who's clearly got the ability, but hasn't had a fair shake uh, in um, at, at, at certainly at Crystal Palace. And as you say, he's gone on loan about ten different times. And uh, it's it's one of those ones where, and I said it. Uh, to him yesterday, funnily enough, that uh, you know it's it, it's good that somebody who clearly has known him for a while, as 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 we have in the backroom staff, that uh, they clearly earmarked him for if he was available to take him. So the fact that um, he's got a talent, but maybe hasn't uh, hasn't directed it in the right areas, and uh, uh, and then maybe just the fact that somebody actually wants to sign, somebody wants him, somebody thinks that he can do a job, and somebody um, actively wants to bring him into a club and and uh, and sign him, not just on loan, actually get him uh, to a long term deal, must give him a huge amount of confidence. And uh, you could see from yesterday, he's a warrior. He puts you know he puts uh, his head where it hurts. He's a big lad. And uh, we could have uh, we could have the makings of a real solid centre back, and I think he might contribute with his size as well. I think he might contribute a few goals this season as well. Yeah, it looks like he's he's certainly got the ability. Like I say, when we spoke to him, we, you hear it, you hear a bit of it later on uh, in in the pod. He certainly seems like a, a chap who's uh, well. I'm going to say has his head screwed on, but it did nearly come off in that challenge yesterday. But you know, considering his what what's gone on in in his past as well, it, it'd be very interesting to see how he settles down. But he sounded like a nice chat when we uh, spoke to him yesterday. Now, what about Paul Smith then? So I, I asked my QPR supporting neighbour uh, what what we should make of him. Uh, because again, I don't think people were that excited by that signing. If that's just me, you know, when 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 you sign a, a forward attacking striking player, people go straight for the goal record and think, meh, not that much in there. But actually, I think we saw yesterday that he, I I think he's got the ability to bring a lot to this side. I think for me, it was probably one of the the, the most impressive performances, particularly in in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I agree in terms of goals. I mean, Jan never had a great goal record when he came to us. I know he's a different player to Jan, but I don't really focus too much um, in terms of that because there's loads of different factors that can play a part. But I think with Smith, I, th- I was really impressed with him yesterday. I thought he'd offer, offer us something different with his pace and there was a couple of times where he, he got in behind, um, something that I thought we lacked. Um, you know, Macaulay Bond wasn't a slouch, but... You know, I think he offers that raw pace that we've lacked really since you'd, I'd probably have to say Lecco was here. And I think he definitely offers us a different dynamic and getting up the pitch quicker. And if we do, if we have to go a bit more direct and go into the channels and play the territorial game, then we can now with him. And I mean, I said yesterday to um, said to Greg and onto Twitter, I think he reminds me of reminds me of like a young Jamie Jamie Mackey really when he first came on the scene. You know, he's he leaves nothing out that nothing left on the pitch and he gives his all and. Um, do I think he's going to get us 10, 15, 20 goals? Probably not, but I think he'll probably get a lot more assists than than he probably will in goals, or at least contribute to phases of play which will lead to goals. So I, I, I would say, yeah, he was he was very impressive. And to be fair, didn't really see too much of Gunner, but I thought he dealt with with, uh, with Solomon Ottobor quite well. He made a couple of good challenges, and um, but yeah, I think um, it was a great performance. Uh, from from Smith and he was one that came in the day before. So you look even if you look at the back four, Gunter come back from Wales was only in the building for a couple of days. Innes never played. Fanwo's played a couple of games, 
and obviously Doughty is there at left back. So I thought, considering it was all a brand new, I thought everyone did well. But yeah, I agree. Smith offers us something different that we never had, and even if he doesn't start a game, um, if Washington starts, it will give us something else off the bench. Yeah, certainly. And so I mean, I mean, Nath has, has mentioned Gunter there. So let's talk about Andrew Shinney then. Uh, tell you know we remember him from his Luton days actually got sent off in the valley in one of our wins over over Luton Town a, a couple of years ago but again we, we saw flashes from him yesterday um, someone I think who's going to look to try and sort of link the the midfield and, and the attack and, and he's got to be a pedigree in this division what did you you make of his sort of early days so far? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think um, he was steady. I don't think uh, he, he didn't necessarily pull up trees, but I think that's a little unfair on him because you know he's he's probably one of the ones that suffered most from uh, not playing with with his colleagues because at times I thought himself and uh, Prattley and Watson sometimes occupied the same space and Foster Casket to be fair. So you know there were times when they would I wouldn't say falling over themselves, but you know, occupying their own areas and and it was difficult to work in. But there were there were t- also times when you know he put a foot in, he broke up play, and uh, and then as you say linked up going forward so I think he's going to be invaluable I, I think you know every team that uh, that um, wants to threaten um, promotion needs uh, needs a decent spine and I think I think we've got that now uh, Amos obviously quality keeper at the back you've got uh, Pierce when he comes back in as well but you've got now Innes and, uh, and Famwo uh, in the centre and then you've got Shinny if it's uh, Watson and Prattley although I think there are times when they might sw- swap around uh, that's a decent central midfield, and then and then you've got the likes of uh, we already mentioned Smith with his pace, uh, and if it's either Bogle or an EK up top, I think that's that's a decent spine, and uh, and we can build off that. So I think um, every team needs a shinny. I mentioned it um, weeks ago when we played Sunderland that uh, Ledbetter's their sort of that type of player. Every team needs a, uh, a Ledbetter, and every every team needs a shinny. And I think uh, I'm, I'm pleased we got him. I think if he if he even comes close to playing as well as he did when uh, he was at Luton in League One, then we'll we'll do all right. Yeah, that will be uh, entertaining to see. Uh, right, just before we hear from uh, Lee Bowyer, then tell I did say you're going to have to explain yourself a little bit. We heard it. <laughs> we, we heard this clip during the uh, during during the highlights. So I'm just going to play it again. One second. Squirty white stuff. Right, go on and tell. I mean, there, there's ways to describe stuff, isn't there? And and uh, I think Greg was, was was taken aback a little bit by that one. Yeah, I'm not sure why. It, it, it's factually accurate, so I don't, I don't get the, I don't, I don't get the hype. Uh, it's, uh, it's squirty white stuff. It's exactly what it is. So, the, um, yeah. No, to be fair, uh, when he fell out, do you remember uh, in the build-up to the free kick, he, he he dropped on his backside, the ref, and uh, obviously lost the contents of whatever's in his pocket, including uh, the can, the can of spray. Uh, and so, um, I think it was, I think it was Chucks who who, uh, who delivered it back to him. And uh, and so, at that split second, I couldn't remember what. They, I'm sure there's an official name for that stuff, but I couldn't remember what it was. Spray? I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe. So I just because uh, I, I couldn't remember the name, I just well, I just well, I went a bit more descriptive. That's all. Hmm. Well, there you go. And at least accurate. Charlton kept a, and uh, yeah, and Charlton kept a clean sheet anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Let's by the, hear by the way, before we, be, before <laughs> we on. move on, before we move, did you? Uh, can anybody answer this question? Actually, do you, uh, do you remember part of the game when he used that squirty white stuff? You know, when uh, after a long injury, I can't remember whether it was Innes's or, or their players or, or even Doughty, but um, we, uh, we, I think we had to give the ball back to them. And he Is that when, ball, he, when he drew the he did, two lines? He did two lines in the pitch. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> 
It was like it was like a gladiator's ready. It was he put one line one side and, and their player had to go the other side, and uh, a line our side and it, an odd player had to go the other side, and they couldn't meet in the middle until he dropped the ball. What was all that about? It, it, was, it was looked like they was just they was just about to set up a tug of war. And <laughs> it's like <laughs> they were just going to drag the ref into whoever can drag me into over this white line. That's who gets the free kick. I think I'll make it a little bit more interesting. To be yeah, fair. I think we should do it all the time. We, I think if we ever had uh, what's his name, um, what's that ref you really really enjoy? Trevor Kettle if he was in the middle I think you'd jump down the gantry and be involved in that tug of war yourself wouldn't you it's a, I think I think it's either Kettle or Stroud and rather than a, 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 a the traditional rope I reckon one person should get hold of one of Stroud's arms and the other person gets hold of the other Stroud's arms and just pull yeah, do you ever remember that toy the stretch Armstrong <laughs> right let's uh, let's stop talking about 90s toys and let's hear from uh, Lee Bayer the addicts boss uh, came on to zoom to speak to us after yesterday's uh, 1-0 win over Wigan Athletic I asked the addicts boss what he made of the victory over the ticks I thought it was a tough game a tough game I thought two solid teams I think um, they've got some good players and, and we had to be at it from, from the first whistle to the last and and I think we was. Um, we started really well. Started really really well on the front foot. First twenty minutes, when you're in in, in on the front foot like the way we was in, in in the early parts, that's when I think we have to be a bit more clinical, and we will be um, once we get working with this group on, on a regular basis. Then then we we will be and. So, yeah, that was the only thing that disappointed me the first 20 minutes was that we didn't take one of the chances we created. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think it's, I'd say it's probably fair that we won that game. Um, and the most pleasing thing for me is that they all dug deep at the end um, to, to hold on to the three points. And that's what you're going to have to do at times. You've got to dig deep and you've got to put your body on the line. And I thought that the new lads, um, the new lads that, that made their debuts, I thought they'd done very, very well, taken into account. We only signed two yesterday morning. Um, big Ryan at the back, like a man defending at the end there. like. So, yeah, very good. Um, again, Ben Amos was, was excellent. So, um, I think it was a good team performance. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess when, when you bring in a, a whole host of new signings like you have, sometimes it, it will take a while to gel. But I think in particular, Paul Smith, I thought he had a, a particularly impressive first half. And yeah, a lot of the new bodies look like they've settled in quite nicely already. Yeah, Paul, uh, Paul is, he is what he is, you know. He's a hard-working, honest and, and good player. Um, again, you've got to remember, he signed yesterday morning. <laughs> so, uh, so I've not really worked with him yet. Um, we walked through shape yesterday, so it's difficult. And to to get the way we played after just walking through just a little bit yesterday, that it's a credit to the players, you know. But when we do that, I don't complicate things. I don't try and tell them too many things. Like so, um, but yeah, I thought all the players, Shinny, I thought nice and comfortable in possession, done some good things. Um, Jake was very good as well. Um, Chucks and EK outstanding for me. They just couldn't handle it. And then Omar Bogle come on last half hour and he done exactly the same as Chucks. It was like for like. So it was just that last little bit 
like he's got to realise like you've done great to get to where you are, but then he's just got to slide Smithy in there, I think, or Connor, whoever it was. So, uh, but there's things that we're going to work on, and we will improve them. It's nice to see Jake get his his first goal in in, in quite a while. It's slightly surprised to see it sneak in there. I don't know if it caught the goalkeeper a little bit unawares there, but for someone who's obviously had his injury problems over the last couple of years, it's nice for him to be up and running again in the in the goal scoring stakes. He was getting quite a few a couple of years ago when you first came in as a coach as well. Yeah, yeah, I know that Jake is is possible to to get into the box, arrive late, and score goals. Like I've seen him do it, so. Uh... Seen him do it before in this division, and today we played him quite high up. He was unlucky not to score in the first half when he hit the bar. So, um, so yeah, he, he can do that. And so, yeah, we, I think there was a lot of good things, a lot of positives today, and, and not so many negatives. So, um, but we've still got a long way to go, a, a lot of work to do because I've got a good group in there, and we've just got to, we've got to like just tidy up on a few things. Um, well, one thing that was picked up, obviously, before kickoff was that Marcus wasn't involved today and the, the, the club said he had a, a minor ankle uh, ankle injury. Is there anything too too concerning there? No, nothing too concerning. Um, we've just got to see how it settles down. It was just one of them things. He went to have a shot and probably overstretched the front of his foot when he shot. So, uh, yeah, just one of them them, them things. Uh, can't control them things. That's, that's what happens. Um, but, yes, yeah, nothing too concerning. Just finally from me then, obviously with the, the transfer window closing yesterday and now that Thomas is in, you managed to get so many deals over the line. Are you are you happy with how your squad's landed? Yeah, uh, I was saying yesterday that to, to do the business that we have, obviously I'm very grateful to, to, to the owner like for supporting us to allow us to bring in that many bodies. Um, like I said before, we lost 12 and I think we've replaced 11. Um, so yeah, I'm... I'm, de- I'm, I'm delighted that we was managed to, to, to get that many people through in such a short space of time because obviously the embargo got lifted a couple of weeks ago. So, um, yeah, I'm really I'm shattered at the moment. Me, myself and Steve obviously worked really, really hard and to get the quality of player that we did to, to stay under that cap, we've, we've done really, really well. Like I can't, even the players, I, I have to thank the players because a lot of them have took big cuts. Um, from from what they've been on in the past, so uh, yeah. But most pleasing thing is that we've got some some good bodies through. We've got a good mixture, um, good mixture of players, and and I think you see some of that today. We, we can play at times, but at times you can we we'll have to dig deep and and grind that uh, results. And and we've done both today. We've we've played well at times, and and we've dug deep at the end. So um, so yeah, I think the squad is. It's a good squad and we'll get better as it goes on. You've got to remember, Omar Bogle's trained twice with us and he hadn't trained with anyone else before that. So you've got him, you've got Madison, you've got, there's like four or five. Gunter hasn't really done much. Like There's four or five that, that ain't even up to speed yet. Ben Watson's not up to speed yet. So, um, yeah, once we get everyone up to speed and firing, then, then we'll start climbing. Uh, we mentioned on, on the... On Friday, I think it was where about I said about patience because of the number of players we brought in and in, in, in such a short space of time. But is it also about um, do you have to manage your own expectations because you're a winner? You know, you want to go out there and win every game. But you know, with the the number of players you brought in, in at such a short uh, short time scale, do you have to yourself rein your expectation back back a bit? Yeah, because I want to win every game. 
but I know that that, that isn't going to happen um, as much as I want it to. I, I, we've just put this group of players together. And like I said, like within the last two weeks, I think we've brought in nine players. It's impossible for them just to gel. Like you, you've got to figure out who you're playing with. Like Chuck's a Nike. If I'm him, I'm thinking, right, if Madison gets the ball, like what is he good at? And I've told Chucks, go and watch Madison's clips, like his delivery. Where does he hit the space? And what can he do to make you score goals, you know? And so it's, it's that, like you, you've got to look at people's strengths and weaknesses. And that's obviously my job as well, to, to put the right person in at the right time against the right team that we're playing. And, and I think we've got that right today. And um, for a credit to the players, because we haven't really done much together as a group, you know? To get two in yesterday and maybe two on two days before that, it's it's been difficult. And the international lads, like Conor Washington, only come back to us Friday. Like Friday, that was yesterday. <laughs> it's, it's, it isn't right. And, and the Welsh lads, they all came back tired on Thursday. Like they was really tired. We had to push training back till till late afternoon. Johnny's got a bit of a knock. Um, so it's, it's it's been a difficult week. But most important thing is that we worked hard. We've got a good group of players in there, I believe. And uh, we, we will start climbing. Sometimes it ain't going to go how we want it to go perfectly. I understand that. I accept that. But the sooner that we can work on a training pitch and, and improve as a group, then, then the sooner we will start going on runs. Same as two years ago, Terry, you know. I think I said that before. Like It's just a matter of time before we go on a big run. Um, we've got to be patient at the moment. It's hard for me, but, but I know that we've got a good group there and, and we will go on big runs. I, I believe that. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Joe has scored. With seconds remaining, we've done it all. Get in! Come on! What a time to be here here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Squirty white stuff. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. We just heard there from the Addicts boss. Uh, Lee Bayer, after yesterday's one win over Wigan Athletic, uh, reasonably pleased with the display, and I, I think I, I think he can see that they're 
he knows that this is a brand new team and as as he was at pains to point out there there's there's players that literally were signed the next day a lot of these players won't have played uh, together we saw a, you know a, a, a debut off the bench from Omar Bogle that was impressive yesterday um obviously he mentioned how Ch- how good Chooks and EK was yesterday and that was that was I think my most pleasing aspect of the game because you know I've been I've been uh, blowing that particular trumpet for a while now I think Chucks is is going to be big for us this season uh so very pleased with his uh, display uh, yesterday we also, of course, spoke to him about his transfer dealings. So, you know, Nath, now that now that the window has slammed shut, twelve in um, overall. We always knew it was going to be a, a massive rebuilding job, and we also always knew we're working under these constraints of uh, the wage cap. We had the we had the embargo that meant that by the time we were able to do our willing and dealing properly, then we had to work within this wage cap, which meant we couldn't go out and you know we couldn't go out and spend five million pounds on a player because you don't get five million pound players who are happy to come in for less than two grand a week. So you you can see why it's difficult overall. How, how do you rate it? You know, we've picked up a few. A few who've got things to prove, a few who probably coming towards the end of their careers, but have had solid, solid careers, and a few who probably want to get back on to the the sort of form they were showing earlier on in their career. That perhaps Marcus Madison, a, a good example of that. So you know, at the end of this transfer window, Nathan, how pleased are you? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, if you look, if you look back to earlier the season, it's a lot better than it is than it was. And I think, I think all the signings that we have got, they none of them seem like. Um, uh, like a panic sort of purchase or loan, um, as much as Josh Parker done okay, no for us, and you know in the final, I think like that one, it just seemed it was a bit. Well, we haven't really got an alternative. But you look at you know like we've spoke about Shani already about his pedigree when he when he was at Luton and obviously Smith's rawness of pace, um, and then the players that we do need, um, you know Innes, which I thought. As much, again, as much as Lockyer was a good player, I thought he sometimes he was beaten too easily um, in, against some centre forwards. And, and in this league, in League One, you're going to come up against some lumps. Um, and I thought him and Akin Fenwo yesterday was brilliant. Uh, I thought Fenwo is very good on the ball. He's very aggressive. Uh, Gunter's experience. So, I mean, you look all around, I think we've got some great a mixture of experience, youth and pace. Um if I could grumble at something, if I'm going to be a bit pedantic, would be is my concern of if if Gunter get in, in, gets injured. Um, I was thinking, well, you know, Lapo could play there, but um, obviously he played yesterday and got sent off. But and then so I mean, I, I don't know if Brendan would have to step in, Brendan stop on Wiradu, but that would be my only thing really. Um, and I just think once they all start clicking, Omar Bogle's not a bad player um, to have. And you obviously kind of wash it, and so I think all in all, it's a it's a good squad it, for me. I ain't putting the pressure on already, but it's a top six squad uh, easily. So um, all in all, I'm very happy with it, um, and I know a lot of people might have been underwhelmed with some signings, but we've got to remember where we are and what we're dealing with, and we're not going to go out and buy twelve like you were saying, twelve people who are going to be marquee signings in inverted commas. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite pleased with it altogether. Yeah, it's quite interesting because on, uh, on on Thursday's show, I think Lewis said that he felt that Omar Bogle's an improvement on Macaulay Boyle, and we got a tweet in afterwards actually saying someone saying they didn't quite agree with that. But that that as Nathan says, tell we need to remember where we are, and the reason we're in League One with a wage cap, you're not going to make improvements in terms of the players you already had who are, who are going to go on to the championship. That's just not not the situation we're going to be in at the moment. It's, it's all about improving what you've got at the level that you are. And, and I think overall we've done that. And, you know, 
sure there are as you said curb style signings who are going to be hungry that was the, the word that curbs always use who have to go and prove themselves but we we trust Steve Gallen and we trust Lee Bowyer and you know I think I think over the years they they've proven that they they've earned that trust quite a few times. Yeah, hundred percent. That I think um, in a reality check. I think is the the phrase I'd use because uh, you're right. We're in League One and we're we're there for a reason. Not only. Uh, um, that because we we got the wage cap, we couldn't capitalise on the first few months of of it not being not existing because of the the mess we were in as a club. So uh, you know we've been dealt a hand of cards which have been slightly uh, uh, which is slightly slightly unfair compared to the others, but that's the way it is. Um, we we can't we can't uh, do anything about that. So you know they've they've pretty much had to do uh, do deals with with one end tied behind the back and they've still managed to get in 12 players I think two, we got the two in early early on so um, we didn't have to worry about the wage cap for those two but the, the other 10 we have and as uh, as Lee Bowyer said you know uh, we've got the money now yeah, yeah of course we could go out and, uh, and say to somebody yeah we're going to spend uh, 5 to 10 million pounds on, on a player uh, or a striker or anyone but you know players who, who command 10, 5 to 10 million pound transfers don't then aren't then going to accept two thousand pounds a week worth of wages. They're going to they're going to want uh, you know twenty, thirty, forty, fifty plus. So you know we've got to, we've had to uh, cut our cloth accordingly. So um, and you know when you consider the players we've managed to bring in and the quality of the player we've we've brought in, it's outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And look, it might not be enough. Who knows? We'll we'll see as the, as the season progresses, and it and it may be that it's got to do some some more tweaking in January. Who knows? We'll see. But you know on the basis of uh, where we've especially where we've been, you know, and what we've been through. I think you can't ask for any more than than what um, Lee Bayer and Steve Gallen and uh, and obviously Thomas Sangard and everybody else has been involved. Uh, what they've done is, is I think, exceptional. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, I do have a theory as well with, with with the wage cap situation and, like I say, other teams getting their business done early before that came in. I do wonder if it will mean it. It might. It may even take a couple of years for things to sort of even out because you may look at teams who did their business early, got players in on two, three year contracts, and keep those expensive players for that long. It, it may take a little while for things to even out, but at the same time, you know, you do the best of what you've got. And with 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 Lee Bayer at the helm, and and with the sort of player he's brought in, and there is quality in there. I, mean, I think Marcus Madison, if he if he can get on form, I know he's out at the moment with with a slight injury. Um, you know, he's the sort of player that could be really big for us. And let, let's see, like 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 Tell says, let's see uh, where we end up at the end of the season. Now, of course, Nathan uh, on on Thursday show, my, myself, Tom, and Lou were talking about all the players that had come in and uh, we, the, the two that have come in since then, Paul Smith and it was uh, Andrew Sheeney who came in on, on deadline day. Uh, I think we've spoken about, we haven't really spoken about the out yet, Dylan Phillips. Uh, I know you're a big fan. Mm. We all really were big fans of him on the show. Uh, gone out to Cardiff. Were you, are, you think that's a good move for him? I think in the situation we're in, it, it was best for us if he left because, you know, we, we know Lee Bayer didn't particularly want to play him. He wanted a, a settled number one who was going to be here for a couple of years, perhaps in Ben Amos. So, you know, I, I think it was a good move all round. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, probably in the majority, you know, if not all of the fans, you know, were gutted to see deals go. But um, he, he, he's, he, you know, he done his time here. I mean, and... I know with some people were, uh, what's the word am I looking for, uh, um, had an opinion about his uh, distribution, which is fair enough, that's what football's about. Um, you, the but the, the word you're looking for is wrong in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you call the yeah. listeners idiots at one point? Uh, insane or something like that, but uh, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, just that was a, it. again, that's just my opinion. <laughs> 
but yeah, no. Listen, I think if we look back, if we look back to that, what was the first game Sunderland away, um, and that you know he was at fault really wasn't that really happened with himself for the for one of the goals, Madge's one, I think it was. Um, but to see how he's improved, um, and last season, in my opinion, if if he wasn't now, I probably think we probably would have been relegated a lot sooner than the last three minutes of the game. But uh, I think all in all, uh, you know, he, he wanted to go and test himself, which I think he's earned the right to do. He's he's played more or less every game for us. He's done very well. He's come through the academy um, and he's earned his right. I, th- I don't think it'll be too long till he's Cardiff's number one, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, we, we if if we know that he's not got one, wanting to be at Charlton, not because he doesn't like the club, he just wants to further his career, which is fair enough. And I don't think any fan begrudges someone that as long as they go the right way about it. And I think he did. And I think if 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 you don't want to be there, he's not going to be on. He, w- he wasn't the highest earner, but he wasn't going to be on hundred quid a week. So that money's better off being spent on another player who we want part of the team than him just sitting in the just training and then maybe playing on the odd 23 game. So I think it makes sense for everyone. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll echo everyone and say, you know, wish him all the best. Um, He will still be looking out for results and stuff. Um, But yeah, it was disappointing. But I think hand and heart, I think every one of us knew it it was very unlikely who was going to stay. But yeah, no, I wish him all the best. And obviously we'll be looking at... Uh, looking out for him and hopefully I'll see him in Cardiff when we go up there for a weekend or one weekend so we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah wish him all the best Excellent stuff right let's have a look at some of the tweets and the emails that have come in then uh, over the last 24 hours or so Tom Vanderstein emails in saying really pleased with the result today I thought we looked relatively solid at the back and offered a lot more going forward than in recent weeks we did though get away with a few things that we probably wouldn't have in the championship but all in all it was a good performance I read the squad I like the strikers we have at the club now uh, they seem to offer a wide array of abilities that Boyer can call upon depending on the team or situation I may be wrong but I'm not sure if there is a 20- 20 plus a goal a goal a season striker in them but the difference in qualities will still offer a lot of goals between them uh, which should be enough to at least challenge but really I'm just happy to be talking about football again great show week in uh, week out lads yeah cheers for that Tom excellent stuff right Peter Body says dear Louis and the gang uh, great result yesterday if a little fortuitous however the result was more important than the performance given time I feel we have a competitive squad that can compete for honours in League One I thought Anike JFC and the Energizer Bunny Paul Smith were the standout players for me great show Louis and keep up the good work that's from peter body out in minnesota in the usa cheers peter um yeah terry as uh, as sort of uh, peter said there he, he he thinks that we can compete for honor so I, I'm, I'm noticing a a few people saying that now so are you still on that you, you think we're we're not too far behind not too much catching up to i think we're only three points outside the playoffs in these early days yeah, I think um, given who we've uh, played already, and given that uh, you know you look at the table, and you know we've uh, we played Lincoln, and I didn't think they were much better than us, if anything, and, and got a bit lucky against us. Uh, Sunderland's the same, and they're both in the top six. So um, Doncaster's probably the only side that really give us a bit of a, um, a football in uh, football in lesson, I suppose, and and they're seventh. So I, I don't think there's there's any teams that we should be scared of, especially with the squad we got now. I think uh, there was a previous email, that I can't, forgive me, I can't remember who, who sent it, but they're talking about uh, not having a 20-goal-a-season striker, and I, I tend to agree with that. But I mentioned it yesterday in comms. I think, um, you know, we've got to learn to adapt to that. You know, we've been 
fortunate enough to have Lyle Taylor and Colin Grant uh, in in the side uh, that uh, that bagged a, a hell of a lot of goals between them, and it, it was a partnership that worked. We haven't got those players. Uh, we haven't got those style of players. So we've got to adapt. We've got to we've got to play a different way and score goals uh, score goals differently. And I think. Uh, the players that we got now, you can't compare the two at all. But I think if we if we use it right, I think we're more likely to see a more spread of goals across the side rather than having uh, all the goals come from uh, one or two main areas. So uh, do, I think we're good enough to threaten the top six as it stands now. Um, be interesting to see how it goes. Be interesting to see, you know, uh, squad depth if it's enough and whether or not we can do anything in January if we do need to, to you know, tweak it slightly or add to it slightly. Again, depending on uh, the situation with the, the salary cap and the squad depth. But, um, yeah, I think as it stands now, I think we're, we, you know, we've got a squad that can compete. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say top two, but I think uh, we'll be there or thereabouts. Nice stuff. Right, we had a, an interesting email that came in from uh, Robin Dyer out in Barnhurst. Uh, hi, guys. I would be interested to know if you have any idea as to how many Charlton fans are using the streaming service and whether the takeover has led to an increase in numbers. Keep up with the good work. Yeah, cheers, Robin. So yeah, I did ask, I saw this email earlier, so I did ask the question of the club. Um, and I was told that they, 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 they are going to nail down the exact figures because it will be quite interesting. But there, there, there definitely has been... Uh, a large increase for the last three games, unsurprisingly. So since uh, Thomas has come in, as mentioned previously, apparently we had around 3,100 for the Lincoln game. So I'm guessing that after the increase, I imagine, yeah, that, that's the level you're looking at. Maybe even more for, for a home game in particular, I guess, after we've made all those signings. So health, healthy numbers. Um, and yeah, not surprised that... You know the fans would love to be flocking back at the moment. You know, with with the feel good factor surrounding the club now that that Thomas Sangard is here. Um, but uh, you know, obviously they can't do that. But at least they're doing it virtually, Terry. And that means probably at least at least over three thousand people heard you, Terry, say the the, the phrase "squirty white stuff." Well, I was about to say exactly that. I mean, uh, those people who heard that would have been uh, would have been less for it, wouldn't they? They would have they would have been inside the ground and they wouldn't have heard uh, "squirty white stuff." So they'd have been completely blissfully unaware. And now now they're part of the uh, part of the in the no crowd so I think they're better for it yeah well let, let, let's see if that large <laughs> increase is sustained for the next game after, yeah. after I hear that yeah, filth on, on the commentary it'll be, down, it'll be down to 15 <laughs> by the next one yeah <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right, Phil uh, says, Hi guys, I didn't watch the game yesterday so I can't comment too much on individual performances. However, we have to be happy with the win. Without Gilby and Madison, our midfield is not at its strongest. It's going to take a month or two before we fully gel as Boyer wants. However, we have a run of winnable games now so fully expect us to be in the top 10 by the end of November. Yeah, that run starts with uh, Blackpool. We haven't had the, the best of starts to the season uh, on Tuesday evening and uh, we'll, we'll have a quick look ahead to that game later on uh, in the show craig says hi guys great show thanks craig uh, i think we played really well yesterday innis looked solid smith played really well chucks was man of the match for me though a uh, bit negative last 15 minutes but as a great result and, and add madison to the mix and get the boys up to the speed and we might even challenge come on you res yeah i saw nathan a few people said they thought we we, we sat back a little bit last 15 is that mm. is that the way you saw it uh, wigan certainly came out which is what you'd expect, really, when when you when you you're a team losing one 0 of course you're going to be trying to put a bit of pressure on the other side. I guess once we lost Chucks as well, we lost a little bit of an out ball. You know, someone who was running with the ball, Omar did that once or twice maybe, but not not quite as much. What, what, what did you think mm. we went too defensive second half, or do you do you think that's just the way it goes when you one nil up? Yeah, I think yeah, I think sometimes if um, naturally. You know, as much as we'll all, we can all sit on the sideline and go push up, push up, which I'm sure Bose is doing. But I think 
looking at it, we probably did sit a bit too deep. But the way we defended is we defended more or less the width of our box. So our back four was really narrow. And we just said to him out wide in the wider areas to, um, I think it was Naismith and Solomon Ottobor, was letting them have it and go, well, if they started cutting in, that's when obviously you engage. But because I think if you, if they're going to go out wide and put crosses in, I think Innes and Fanway were it's just meat, meat and drink for them. You know, they were just knocking it away, getting their bodies on the line. And I thought they would clean up. Um, so I think maybe that had an element of it just to say, well, the only way they're going to get through us is if they come through the middle. But if we if we force them out wide, I can't see them. Like Garner and I can't remember the other one up front. I could I couldn't I don't think they, as Terry said earlier, I think Garner was leaning into Famwo and because he knows he was never going to win win the aerial challenges of either centre half. So I think maybe that's why we defended narrow and let them have the ball and just go right go and then knock it in the box. We're going to have it all day long and um, it proved to be that. So but yeah, naturally I think you you do sit back because you try and protect what you have. Um, but yeah, I think I think there was we didn't have that outborn like you say. I just think if there was, if we had that bit of that, that's the sort of game really. Well, I know Washington come on, but if you had Smith on, you can stretch him a little bit. And um, I think once Bogle's up to speed, because um, he hasn't played a lot of football either, um, I think yeah, I think we can have that outlet um, in games like that when we're trying when we've got to take take some pressure and then try and relieve it on the outball. Excellent stuff. Right, Mark Newbury says, Evening chats. For a team that hadn't played together, there were some very encouraging signs yesterday. A few rough edges, but pleasing to see a committed performance. I thought Shinny was excellent, slotted in well, and went looking for the ball, driving forward and playing some nice stuff. At the back, Innes is the type of centre-half I like. Puts his head in where it hurts and capable of handing out a slap when needed. Jake Forster-Kasky looked like he had a new lease of life in the role and capped it off with a good goal. Chuck's lead uh, led from the front and uh, deserved a goal for his hard work. But Bogle also look good as backup one really nice turn left three Wigan players looking for their toast uh, the only slight negative uh, of things I thought that Prattley looked wasted uh, where he was yeah he sort of played on the on the left of the diamond uh, I don't think he can work alongside Watson are both are too similar and he wasn't effective wide uh, only when he came back into the middle which leaves us too narrow maybe after Watson's fifth yellow card on Tuesday and ban yeah he's got four in four so far uh, he can sit in the middle where it suits him I like Fameway uh, but he wants to play a bit much and sometimes he needs to learn to put his boot through it but he's young and will learn alongside Pierce and Innes. I think Tuesday will see a largely different side out there but still expect us to pick up some points and a stick of rock. Cheers Mark for that. Right uh, we've still got tweets uh, to come to but I think we should hear now from Ryan Innes a defender uh, moved across from Surrey to South London uh, in the last week of the transfer window sign from Palace made his debut uh, yesterday he was in the wars but he was pleased to get his addict's career up and running with three points. Yeah definitely it's great to uh, get off to a good start, clean sheet. I think the uh, boys rallied well towards the end, considering it was a uh, first game of a lot of the boys together as a unit. We've definitely got that base to kick on and and progress as a team in possession. Also, you're at Palace for a long time, but you had uh, a lot of loan spells out and about. So, I mean, it, it, are you sort of hoping that this is the time you, you can you can really make a, a home for yourself again? So obviously, still in South London and 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 a club that you can really get a lot of appearances for yeah that's definitely it. it's also for me on a personal note you, you know you go on loan I give everything but there comes a time sometimes when you're on loan and they may want to play their own players or you don't get to where you want to in a season and it gets cut short but I want to be part of a project like I said when I first signed and this is a brilliant one we've, we've got strength and depth all over the park and I think the club's going to continue to build and as we progress so 
it's good that we got off to a good start and all the boys want to keep their shirts. But definitely for me here, it was perfect. It's, it's only up the road for me. So family-wise, it suits me. Like I said, I know a lot about Charlton before I came here. So it was a no-brainer for me, really. So hopefully we can kick on. Yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously maybe a month ago, Charlton fans were slightly worried about how, how the club was going and, and the fact they weren't able to bring in signings. But since the new owner's come in, he's brought in ahead of a lot of new bodies and we're starting to see a squad that's come together now. What, what, what do you think this squad has, has got the ability to achieve? Obviously, you've still got to find time to gel together. But, you know, once, once you hit the ground running properly, what do you think that could be a realistic uh, aim for this season? Well, do you know what? Listen, we're just worried about taking each game as it comes for now and learning more about each other because we played with a real base today, as in we defended well, we communicated well. But with this, what the staff want to do on a training pitch, we haven't had a lot of time. We're only going to get better in possession and I feel like we're all going to grow as players and as a unit. So it's, it's pleasing to get off to a 1-0 win because it shows, we, like, like I said, we can do the dogged things. So we're only going to get better in possession and it's exciting times. We've got so much depth in pretty much every position now that everyone has to bring their A game, myself included, because shirts are up for grabs. Yeah, and it's a quick turnaround now, of course, to, to Blackburn Tuesday, which I guess is probably an advantage for the, for, for the, uh, the, the team to get in to know each other, to, to have a, a, a good run of games in, in the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. In this league, it will come thick and fast, especially with the coronavirus and things back. There's a backlog in the schedule, but you just got to take... It's another opportunity for us, really. Like you said, it will face a different challenge. We'll see how different players react and, and respond, and hopefully we can just get the best out of each other and, and learn, as, learn as we go. Space on the right-hand side for Alfie Doughty now in the penalty area. This is a huge chance for the Alex and it's Alfie Doughty who puts Charlton into the lead with a calm left-footed finish. It was a wonderful fall through to the youngster and he pulled it in onto his left foot and slides it beyond the goalkeeper. It's Crew Alexandra Neal, Charlton Athletic 1. Charlton Live. Squirty white stuff. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just before the break, there we heard from Ryan Innes, signed from uh, Palace. Uh, yeah, somewhere to make a home for himself. Terry is what I think he he needs, and uh, and I think like we said, this is his chance. And I, I'm I'm in, it's going to be very interesting to see how how he gets on in his career. Yeah, I think um, I suppose the time will tell when uh, you know the likes of. Um, Jason Pierce is back fit and uh, and vying for that place uh, um, because you'd expect um, Fanmoe, the type of player he is, to be that sort of uh, cover, covering centre half. He can play football on the floor. You, you know, mostly you have a, a sort of a, a big, huge centre half who loves to get a tackle in and, and competes in the air, and then another one who sweeps up behind. And so you'd, it'd be unlikely that you see um, Pierce and Innes uh, in the same side if they're only playing. A centre two, and we're playing a flat back four. If we're playing a three, it makes no, you know, it's no difference. But yeah, it'd be interesting how he reacts to if he does if he does drop out because um, you know he's had maybe one bad game and Pierce comes in and and keeps the keeps the shirt. Whether or not he can remain focused. But I mean, if he carries on playing like uh, like he did yesterday, then it's uh, Jason Pierce is going to have a, a struggle getting back in the side. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, that will, like you say, be very interesting, uh, especially when Pierce is uh, back fit. Don't forget, you can hear the the entirety of that. 
uh, interview with Ryan Innes on uh, Value Pass. You should also read uh, snippets on the South London Press uh, website. Right, Phil says, defence much more solid, impressed with Innes and Gunter, whilst Fameo continues to develop with every game. One move in the first half would have graced any EPL ground. A very neat interpassing move. Basically, one-touch football. When they've trained together, they will be a real force. Tom says, other than a couple of close calls, we look much more solid than in recent games. Some of the new boys, like Smith and Innes, looked impressive, but a big shout-out to Anike, who was absolutely rampant when he was on if he can stay fit we'll have a real player on our hands Mina much higher energy stronger feel about the team still lucky not to concede free there was an aim or save a point blank miss and the underside of the bar but it's great to see Chucks in falls throw he was unlucky not to score Daniel Trafen uh, tweets in as well so saw the performance with a lot of new faces they worked hard for the point of win against Blackpool and I feel we'll go on the run whilst Will says very promising Smith was busy Chucks was excellent Shinny looks like a clever signing Bogle looked bright uh, Gunter was solid and Innes looks like the next defensive warrior and also I did ask for some views on the transfer window uh, TFT two-footed tackles says uh, great work on a wage cap and latter uh, stage of the team is competitive now. A decent striker still needs to be identified. January transfer window is just around the corner. Sure that Sangard, Gallen and Boyer will be ready. Futures looking bright and looking good. Uh, Glenn Mar- Marshall is happy to see uh, Madison and Mason in the side, or will be at least when they're, when they're both ready to play. Macca says that Sheeny signing is a great one, along with Madison and Smith. Up to the players now to go and do the business. A very capable of a top six finish. Phil says definitely good business, especially when you consider the embargo we are under for the majority of the window. From what I saw yesterday, uh, when they've had a chance to work together, there'll be a real handful. Will says we've got to be happy with the incomes. Think that when they've had a few weeks together, uh, we will start pushing for promotion. Martin says it's probably our best window since Chris Powell left. Would you reckon of that, Nate? It's uh, obviously when when Powley came in. I think it was it was 17, 18 new signings before we went on to romp League One. So do you think this window's up there with that one? Um, I mean, yeah, I think well. I think time will tell, really, if it's if it's on par with it. But I think in terms of the turnover, um, yeah, it's up there. Um, and and, and I think we might have touched on it before. I just think the, the type of player that we've brought in, I think Tell touched on it with the curb sort of thing. Every single player's improved us. We've got pedigree in there. People know who are, good, who are proven at this level, um, and people can probably play in the championship if some, you know, if we do have a good season and you know, reach the higher echelons of the league. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good window. Um, I think a lot when when Powell's, Powell came in, there was quite a few signings that at that point in time I wasn't really too aware of, like the likes of uh, Matt, uh, Matt Holland, Danny Hollands and stuff like that, Matt Taylor. Um, so, yeah, but I think in terms of considering where we were and how quickly we had to do it, I think it's been an amazing transfer window and everyone's already given the plaudits and rightly so to, to obviously Thomas, Stephen, Bose and obviously Jacko. But yeah, I think it's quite a very good window. Excellent stuff. Right, Sue says it feels like the season when Powley rebuilt us, so making a similar point there and got us promoted. I feel so positive that we have backup in all areas now. Uh, Don, was anyone else hoping to see Joe Piggott coming back or just me? Yeah, he started off well, wasn't he? But um, uh, great win. Looking forward to this season and the many Charlton Live shows to come. Cheers, Dom. Uh, finally, London Inic Geezer says, not sure if it'll be this season, but if not next uh, season, we'll be in the top two. Reckon Innes will be a fan's favourite whenever we get back in with no fans. It just isn't the same. And yeah, Terry, I've been thinking about this the last few days. Obviously, we're... You know, incredibly lucky to, to to get to go to games and work, but and, and I feel I feel ungrateful saying this, but it is it's not the same. Like I know, like everyone would love to be there, 
that you have to understand that for, for those of us who are lucky enough to be there, it's not the same without you guys. Like full time yesterday, I took a video of the players trudging back up the stairs and I was just sitting there thinking like, whenever we win at home, if it's scrappy or whatever, like that five minutes while the players are clapping everyone and walking off is just the best five minutes of the week. And it was, it's so crap without fans there, isn't it, Tal? Yeah, it is. And I think that sometimes um, maybe uh, explains some of the strange results that, that you get in the leagues where, you know, normally, when, as you say, when when you've won, whether it be scrappy or otherwise, you get that um, applause off the pitch and the tunnel jump and the whole um, feel-good factor and euphoria that goes with winning a game of football. And, and that can be, um, you know, be, be infective. Uh, infectious, sorry, and so you know, you it get, especially when now we've got like uh, two games a week, so we've got uh, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So you know, you build it builds your confidence up to the Tuesday. If you get another result Tuesday, then that same thing, you know, with the fans applauding you off, builds your, you know, carries you through to the Saturday, and the momentum carries carries you through, and I, and that's something that is clearly missing. And I think that's I think it's affected me more um, since we had the thousand back. Uh, that brief, that one brief game where you know it looked like it was the start of getting back to some form of fan normality, where we can, you know, slowly build up the crowds until until everybody's back. But obviously that uh, that's taken a, a kick in the wasp names. So um, we've we've had to go back to nobody, and it, yeah, it, everybody involved in football, you know, will tell you it's just it's nothing. It's 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 not the same sport, and it's not quite the same. You're right. I mean, I feel very privileged to be in the stadium. Very privileged. I don't take it for granted. You know that we're we're the lucky ones. But um, I don't, you know, trust me. And this people perhaps won't believe me, but you know, if, if they said to said to me that right, you'd have to sacrifice your spot so we could get to ten thousand people in, then you, you take it because you know that that's what football needs. Yeah, it certainly does. Right. Uh, well, well, one place where we have seen quite a few empty <laughs> empty crowds before is, of course, Blackpool. Uh, but you know, during the Oyster era, they they had very few fans through the door, and you can understand why. Uh, that's who we're playing on on Tuesday. Unfortunately, I won't actually be there. It's just uh, not not falling at the right time for me. But tell, uh, you're going to be up there at Bloomfield Road on on Tuesday evening. I'll be sat listening to the stream. So uh, you know, basically ad- adverts for Just Eat, and then you popping up every five minutes or so. But <laughs> um, yeah, t- it's going to be an interesting game. Blackpool have started very. Poorly indeed. They got one all draw at Crew yesterday. I think they equalised reasonably late on, yeah, twenty minutes or so uh, from time. But I, I think they'd made quite a few signings actually in the summer. So I'd expect I, I expect they were thinking they'd be doing better. Tell so, but you know, looking at their results and off the back of a win and our new players coming in, you going into this one up in the northwest with a bit of confidence. Tell. Yeah, I'd say so. I think um, you know we haven't had. It's never, never always been the happiest hunting ground. I think was it the last time we won when um, Callum Herrick got his hat trick? Is that is that the last time we won up there? I'm trying. Yeah, I think so. I, I saw it the first three times I went there. I saw us win three out of three without conceding. But we've we've lost our last two there, uh, both with last minute goals, if I remember correctly, or quite late goals, two one and one nil. So um, yeah, not not a happy hunt, hunting ground recently, Nath. Uh, just just looking at the Charlton side. I mean, obviously, Chucks. You'd hope he's going to be fit to continue, but we know what he's like with it with with his fitness, and he played an hour on Saturday, so I don't know if he will be fit enough. But I mean, it, just looking at the, at the squad as a whole, are there, are there any changes you'd like to see made for for the game? Uh, I think I think we need to. I think we need to manage it. I, I was surprised to um, to see Pratt and Watson uh, both play ninety minutes. Did they play ninety minutes yesterday? Or am I imagining that they did, didn't they? Yeah, I think play so. Play 90 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, of course, obviously, you're going to need one of them to play again on Tuesday. Um, 
I can see Dylan coming in. I can probably to an extent Albie might come in, and I, I think Johnny will start. I think he might. I don't think he'll tinker too much, especially with the back four. Um, Parrot maybe cut may come in. I'm not sure, but because I don't know if Alfie has to. I, I suppose he's fit because he didn't go off, didn't he? But I think there'll probably a good. There'll be a couple of changes I would imagine just to freshen it up, especially with Chucks. So I could see maybe three or four. Um, just rotating it around because again we've got another game on Saturday, so mm. I think just need to. I think Blackpool are in a. They've not had a great. I think they only beat Swindon and they've lost every other game, haven't they? But they've got um, they've got some good players. They've got that CJ Hamilton who was at Mansfield when we played them in the cup. Um, yeah. Woodburn on loan, Ethan Robson from Sunderland. So they've got good players, but I think it might be a game for maybe where we can give Albie a little bit of and D Dylan a little bit of freedom, so to speak, and see if we can start on the front foot. But, but you never know. We've, I've said this before, and then Bose will name an unchanged team. So I think, what, like Terry was saying, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, it's all well and good. You've got to, you've got to strike a fine balance. There's obviously rotating the team so you don't have burnout of all the other players and risking injuries, but at the same time trying to keep momentum after you've just won a game. So it'll be interesting to see how he lines up up there at Bloomfield Road. Yeah, and, and as, as I said to Ryan Innes when we were interviewing him yesterday, that the fact that we are playing all this Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, as Bo likes to call it, it probably helps in terms of actually gelling quicker because, you know, Ryan said himself that the best place to learn about your teammates is on the, the field of play. So hopefully that will assist us because we have got Saturday, Tuesdays uh, for, the, for the next couple of weeks at least. Right, I think we've run out of time uh, on this week's Charlton Live uh, podcast. Thanks to all of you uh, who've sent in tweets and emails and whatnot. Thank you to Nathan and Terry for joining me on the show. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Louis. Cheers, Nathan. Good good to have you both on the show right I've been Louis Mendes thanks for listening to Charlton Live we'll be back on Thursday with a look back at whatever happens at Blackpool and a look ahead to our next game which I think is Northampton away but we'll I'll confirm that on Thursday yeah it is Northampton away there we go so I uh, look forward to speaking to you again on Thursday thanks for listening to tonight's show and we shall see you later Squirty white stuff, squirty white stuff, squirty, squirty, squirty white stuff. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.